All right, if you will, take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 13 this morning. John chapter 13. And I've got a confession to make. This is not the message that I had planned to preach. But the Lord moved in my heart. I came in here before the services and... and uh, Who's the guy that plays the piano? Wendell. Wendell. Okay. <laughs> Wendell and Jason were in here practicing, going over some songs and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and, and he says, what do you want to do for offertory? And I said, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. And, and then Jason says, how about something, something to do with love because we're having a love day or, or something of that nature. And um, then I looked at Wendell and I said, it's a lovely day. So, guess what the name of the message is this morning? Today is a lovely day. The Lord has blessed us with another opportunity to praise and worship Him. In our study through the book of John, last week we dealt with the first part of chapter 13 where we talked about what Jesus knew. Jesus knew ahead of time what was going to happen to Him. He knew that it was his time and that he was about to be sacrificed. He was about to be, he was about to voluntarily go to the cross. And also, what he did, he, he rose up and took a towel and girded himself and he washed the disciples' feet after the supper. And then we talked about how he taught his disciples that they were supposed to do the same thing for each other. Because the master of the universe took on a servant's role and served those that He created. Which is exactly what He was doing when He went to the cross for us. So as we begin the next section of this chapter, we're going to begin in verse 21. Again, knowing that Jesus knew who would betray Him, that's where we begin in the text. God's Word says, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought, because Jesus had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately, and it was night. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified. And God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, 
God will also glorify Him in Himself and glorify Him immediately. Little children, you shall be, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek Me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. This morning, I want you to see Jesus' commandment, the new commandment that He gave, and understand that this is a lovely day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we bow before You because we owe You everything. We are Yours. You created us, and even though we were lost, You bought us back. Father, thank You for the sacrifice of Your Son that buys us back from death, hell, and the grave and allows us to come into Your presence holy and righteous in Christ. Father, this morning, help us to check ourselves and make sure that we are following this commandment to love one another. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning starts with the, the episode about Judas Iscariot. So we, it hurts us to think about Jesus being betrayed. But here is one thing that we've got to consider. Jesus knew when He chose Judas to follow Him. Jesus knew. And it was according to God's will that He did it. Now, of course... Had Judas desired the Lord Jesus more than he desired money, then he could have been forgiven. But he didn't. And he fell. So Jesus knew about his betrayal ahead of time. And then, listen to what Jesus said to him. And hear the grace, hear, hear the mercy in his voice still. What you do... Do quickly. That is Jesus' pleading with him, saying, in a sense, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. But if you do it, do it quickly. As we know what happened, later Judas, the guilt had overcome him. He went back to the, uh, to the priests, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and he he was going to return the money and says, I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what's that to us? The, the deed's done. And he cast the money back into the temple. 
and they went and bought a graveyard with it because they knew it was blood money. They knew exactly what it was, and yet they still, they still crucified the Son of God. But it's, it's no coincidence that John ended that episode this way, and it was night. After Judas left, and after Satan had entered into him, all he had, all Judas had was darkness. Because he betrayed the light. But now, listen to Jesus' speech to his disciples. Now the Son of Man is glorified. He said, now it's my time. Now you're going to see. As things play out, as things go along, and at the end of this, you're going to understand that I'm glorified. Now allow me to read it this way. Now the Son of Man is glorified, and the Father is glorifying the Son. If the Father is glorifying the Son, the Father will also glorify, will also glorify the Son in the Father, and glorify the Son immediately. All the hymns in there sometimes get tangled up. But it's the Father glorifying the Son. And Jesus says, if the Son glorifies the Father, the Father's going to glorify the Son. And the Father will be glorified in the Son. So you go back to this idea. What's our purpose? Jesus' purpose in coming to, uh, coming to earth was to glorify the Father. You know, he, he did all that He did. All that He accomplished was the will of the Father. And, and we look at it and say, yes, He loved us that much. He did, but He loved the Father even more, being obedient to the Father in spite of how evil we are. So the love of the Father was pouring out through the Son onto us because of their love relationship. We are the beneficiaries. They loved each other. Jesus was loving God, following God's will and God's way because God loved us so much that He sent His Son to die for us on the cross. And Jesus also, Jesus, God the Son, was loving us through His love for the Father. He glorified God. God glorified Him. And in all of that, we, unworthy, sinful creatures, are allowed to be glorified in Christ Jesus. Not a single one of us deserve it. But praise God for His grace. Jesus says it's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now He had spoken to His disciples many times about this already and told them that He was going to be lifted up, if you remember in John chapter 3. And then He says this, Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you. He says, there's going to be a departure here. There's going to be a separation. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm only going to be with you for a little while longer. And at this point, it was literally hours. It wouldn't be very long at all until he would be arrested and removed from their physical presence, and then he was going to be crucified buried, and then on the third day, resurrected, but then He would come back and visit with them. 
appear to them over the next 40 days and then ascend to the Father where He sits at His right hand interceding for us even now. Jesus said, a little while longer. But then He gives them the most important part of this passage of Scripture. He says, I'm giving you a new commandment. Why would it be new? They just didn't know it this way. You see, the Old Testament law and the Old Testament Scriptures talked about their relationship with God. And Jesus, when He came on the scene, they asked Him, which are the most important commandments? He says, love God first and then love your neighbor as yourself second. He says, all of the law is wrapped up into these two things. And this is what He says here. This is a new commandment. You love each other the way that I have loved you. The way that He had just shown them that He loved them was He... Took out, he took his clothes off, wrapped himself with a towel, and washed their feet. The very one who created their feet. And the dirt that was on their feet. He took a bowl of water, humbled himself, and served them. And he says, this is the kind of love that you're supposed to have for one another. How is it that we argue and fuss and fight and get contrary, sideways, get all up in our feelings, I heard somebody say one time, when we're, when we're supposed to be loving one another? You see, the truth of the matter is we put ourselves first way too much. Jesus said sacrificial love is what you're called to. He says, you serve one another the way that I have served you and shown you. Jesus didn't, in order to be obedient to the Father, He came. Willingly. Of course. By the will of the Father. But imagine now, the King stepping off of the throne. Taking off his royal robes. Not using any of his power and authority that was rightfully his. That he could have used at any time. He could have spoke the words and the disciples' feet would have been clean, cleansed, cleansed anyway. But he chose to serve them that way. And then he looked him in the eye and says, this is the way you're supposed to serve one another. Just like this. And you know what the disciples were caught up in? Who's going to be the greatest? Who, who's the number one disciple? It's got to be me. I'm number one. You know, when we start getting sideways with one another, it's because we want to be number one. And then Jesus says this. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. By what? By this. By the love that you show one another. By the way that you serve one another through love. Not for a claim, 
not for uh, a, another run on the ladder, not for a check on the checklist or a gold star beside your name, none of those things. Do it, he says, do it because you love me and because that's what I would have done for you. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How is it that a Christian can walk in the world today, in this world of darkness, and not be known as a Christian? Jesus says, by this all will know, all will know that you are His follower by your love. By your love. In our Sunday school lesson, I was in there with the youth this morning talking with them. In our Sunday school lesson, uh, Peter had just gone to Cornelius' house and the, and the Jews and the Gentiles weren't supposed to mix, so Peter went to Cornelius' house and then he got... Uh, fussed at all the, the higher-ups in the church. They were saying, hey, wait a minute, you're not supposed to go to the Gentiles. You are defiled. And Peter said, wait a minute. God set it up. And God did it. God saved them. And they received the Holy Spirit just like we did. And God's told me not to call anything common that He has cleansed. So guess what? They're just like us. So it doesn't matter who the Lord calls us to serve lovingly. It just matters that He called us to serve lovingly. Then the ball's in your court. And then you get to choose. Well, you're not supposed to choose. Because a slave doesn't get to choose the task at hand. The command from the master... But God, being all-loving, He's not going to make you do it. But He's going to tell you He wants you to do it. And if you say no, you lose the blessing. You lose the connection. You have gotten outside of your covenant with God. Because when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you entered into a covenant with God that you are His. And you're not yourself, you're your own property anymore. So you can't tell the Master no. Your duty, your part of the covenant is to say, Yes, Lord. Jesus said, all people will know that we belong to Him if we love one another the way that He loved His disciples and us. And then right after this, Peter says, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. And Peter says, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And of course, Jesus tells Peter, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And let me tell you, although the betrayal of Jesus by Peter, the denial of Jesus by Peter hurts when we think about 
one of our heroes of the faith denying Jesus. But, but you see, the greatest, thing, the greatest part of it for me is that I'm Peter, and when I mess up, Jesus comes to me and asks me time and time again, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord. And he, he says, then feed my sheep. Then he looked at him again and says, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord. And Jesus says, tend my sheep. And then Jesus looked at Peter the third time and says, do you love me? And I can imagine in my, in my mind that Peter's kind of breaking down now. And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus, with all the love that you can think of and all the a love that you can imagine, he says, feed my sheep. He restored Peter. Jesus tells us to love one another the way that He loved us. And when we don't, He wants us to come back and reaffirm our love for Him. He forgives us, but He wants us to go back and make sure we get it right. The next opportunity that we have, make sure that we're obedient. That's why He, he asked Peter three times. He got Peter to the point to where Peter was saying, I get it now. It's not just, yeah, I'm, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll, you know, I know I messed up. and Yes, I love you. Je Jesus went right to the heart and he says, Peter, do you love me? The third time? So let me ask you, how many times are you on now? The new commandment that the Lord gave us is to love one another the way that He loved us. A sacrificial love. A love that's willing to go all the way and do whatever it takes to make sure our loved one is not only taken care of, but provided for in the way that Jesus would do it. So this morning, it's a lovely day to follow the Lord. It's a lovely day to obey His command to love one another. But let me tell you this morning, if you've not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, He stands right here today. He's right here in this place. And He's asking you, would you allow me to love you with true love? Would you enter into a covenant with Him to give Him your life so that He can give you His life, everlasting life? This morning, Jesus stands ready to forgive your sins and give you everlasting life. And He wants you, He's not going to make you, but He wants you to say yes. The decision is yours. 
let me tell you, if you leave here today thinking that you're not loved, you're wrong. Your Savior loved you, loves you, and will never stop loving you. This morning, if the Lord has spoken to you in that during our invitation time, you just come down here and say, I need Jesus. Would you do that? Let's pray together. Our Father and King, we put ourselves before you right now, asking for you to cleanse us, because we know we are unholy, sinful, but praise the Lord that Jesus provides forgiveness of sins, a cleansing through the washing of his blood, and allows us to be holy in your presence. This morning, Father, if there's someone who hasn't experienced your love, your amazing grace, Father, I ask that you call them to yourself. Show them, have them to not be able to, to go anywhere but right down here and say, I need Jesus. You are our king. You are in charge of all things, and including this invitation. So I ask that your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen.